back, everyone, to Shutter Shuffle on Haven of Horror. This is episode two of a new series we're doing. If you didn't watch the previous episode, that's okay. Uh, we put a bunch of movies from the streaming service Shutter, which I've been meaning to use more of, get you know the best bang out of my buck, uh, into a wheel. We spin that wheel, and we review whatever comes up. I'm Subject, this is Torgo, and today Hello. we are reviewing the, the 1969 or 1970, depending on where you lived, movie Orgasmo, also known as Paranoia. So, Torgo, yeah. give us a brief plot synopsis of uh, Orgasmo. All right, so it's about this rich woman whose husband recently passed away, and she meets this young guy who I, I think she's, like, working on her car or something. And, um, he basically, like, seduces her, and they start having a romantic affair. And then, later, he introduces his sister into the equation, and then some, like, weird incest kind of stuff starts happening. And then, she is basically, she gets fed up with them, tries to kick them out, but then they blackmail her, because they have pictures of her you know, having sex with the, the sister and all that stuff. And basically they just try to use her to get money out of her. And it, it escalates into like a bunch of violence and sexual stuff. Um, yeah, overall it's a really crazy movie. So isn't the idea with that, that um, she's like sleeping with the guy and he convinces her, uh, you know, hook up with this like girl I know. And then the big twist is that they're siblings, and she grows disgusted yeah. by by that, and that's when she's kind of fed up with the whole thing, and then that's when the blackmail kicks in. And uh, because it, overall the dubbing isn't terrible, um, but I it, it, in general I just prefer reading subtitles, and like I can usually tell when something's awkwardly dubbed over. Um, there were a couple really terrible instances of dubbing in this movie, like with the old man. There's he's very clearly voiced by someone trying to do an old man impression, <laughs> so he'll just have lines like "Oh, okay, I'll I'll go get this." And he's like, you know, it's like sounds like uh, someone trying to do an old man voice on The Simpsons or something like that. So just to verify, the older man that you're talking about—that's the like really old guy that has the hilarious scene where they get him out of the house and she's like, no, come back. And he's just like, bye. Yeah. yeah and she's like revving the engine. So you can't hear. Her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy. Um, well, okay. So, but my overall impressions on this movie, actually, I have to be quite honest. I did not like this movie. Really? Like, all. yeah, I was, I was kind of back and forth on it. It gets off to a really slow start, so I, to be honest, for the first half of the movie, I was pretty bored, and I was just like, yeah, okay, like, it's kind of just, I'm not really caring for any of these characters or anything, and I mean, that becomes clear by the end that that's not really the point, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know, it just, I just did not really vibe with this movie, and it's hard to, like, put my finger on exactly what I didn't like about it. So I had an interesting experience with this movie because to the first half, I was like, why is this on shutter? This, this isn't a horror film. Um, yeah, this isn't, 
and even by the you know yeah i don't know how, i don't know the actual pronunciation but i've said giallo or giallo film G- giallo it's probably giallo even by those standards this is not in like anything i've seen in that genre before yeah well it's not a slasher it's more like an erotic thriller that has some like violent moments near the end mm-hmm. it's more just like a it's more so like a thriller than it is a horror film. Yeah. And so the, for the first time, I was like, okay, this is weird. She's a, a widow, but she's move. She's like hooking up with this guy. And it's not mm-hmm. even, it's only been what, like two months since her husband died. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I don't care about any of this, but for me, it picked up in the second half, uh, especially with the twist, you know, oh, we're actually, like, siblings, and, you know, we want to share you. I was like, okay, that's a fucked up idea. Where are we going to go with that? And then it just continues to, like, (laughs) snowball into a bigger, like, degree of fucked upness. I was like, okay, (laughs) if you'd gotten here quicker, I think I would have been with the movie more. But I think the movie takes too long to get to the ideas of the film. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that because, like I said before, I was really bored at first with it, and yeah, I just I don't know, like I don't like any of these characters, and I know there's a lot of movies that I do like where the you know you're not supposed to like any of the characters, but for this, it's just like I wasn't really interested in in any of the ideas that this movie was like trying to be about until like I mean. The weird incest thing was like like a little interesting, but that didn't like you said that didn't come until later, and yeah, for most of the movie, I was just really bored. So I found the villain somewhat interesting because even even when she get to the twist, it's not explicitly that it's about money, unless I missed something. Um, they do still kind of play it like they just. I was want a little her... confused about that. They just want her yeah. because they're attracted to her, and I was like, okay, so you know, they're the villains, and I can get, be- <clears throat> I can get behind a villain who's just doing something for personal gain. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they want this girl, so they want to keep blackmail her, and then it became mm-hmm. about money, and I like that idea because of the of the few ga- Jallo films that I've seen, it usually ends up being about money. Um, yeah. So I wasn't yeah. too surprised about that, but at the same time. Like we mentioned, I almost think that should have come earlier in the movie that they were after her money. So you can set up the villain motivation because really it's just them fucking with her for an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because there's one point where you th- you think, oh, okay, they're not really after her money. They just are attracted to her and they just want to be in this like, weird poly polygamous relationship with her. Um. And she's, like, not having any of that. But then by the end, you know, they... I guess it gets to the point where she's not reciprocating that. So they just decide, yeah, we're just going to kill her and take her money. Because that's kind of what it turns into at the end. So maybe maybe you can fill in a couple of blanks that I had with this. Uh, especially at the beginning, because I was struggling to get invested. Mm-hmm. How... What is the, the guy? Because the guy is the one who seduces our heroine who I yeah. should mention as well, also ends up just being being as unlikable because her husband died like two months ago and she's hooking up with the first dude she meets. Yeah, 
there's even a part where she's like talking about it and he's like yeah that's a good thing she died <laughs> so we could meet it's like dude why are you continuing to see this person he's an asshole how, how do they meet like what is their connection i just because he's a young attractive guy and she and she like her doesn't have any, anyone to so, love anymore and so she latches onto that so this wasn't like pre-planned like he just met her and was like i'm gonna bang you and then i'm gonna talk you into banging my sister well i don't know because let's talk about the end because i was the lawyer the makes no comes sense into and play. i love it yeah yeah the lawyer kind of comes into play at the end because he ends up Okay, so the woman's lawyer who you are introduced to early in the movie, and you're led to believe that he's like an ally of her, she kills the main character at the end. And it turns out that, like, he's helping the villains get their money. I, I, it was very strange and out of nowhere. I did not see that coming, and I don't really understand how that came to be. Because they give you no setup for that. In yeah, fact, no, it, for most of the movie, isn't he, like, in love with her? That's what I thought. I, I mean, I'm not too sure about that, but, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, because he talks... Doesn't she, like, tease him about, like, he wants to marry her and she's not interested or something like that? Oh, I must have missed that part. Probably, I could be yeah. wrong, but I, I, like... It felt like they were setting up, like, he's he is the good guy that she should be with. Mm -hmm. Because this movie... Then, Th yeah. This is the other weird thing this movie does. This actress, the main actress, does not look older than the siblings, but the movie plays it like there's yeah. a 10 to 15 year age gap. Yeah. No, she actually, does, she looks a little bit older in my opinion, but it's still like not that stark of a difference. Like she could be only like a couple years older than them. I yeah, because like the movie plays it like she's as like the lawyer's age. And she'd yeah. be marrying someone of his age instead of... Because she talks about how she's enjoying being with this younger man because he gives her a new perspective. And I'm sitting there like, you do not look that much older than him. Right. And they also talk about how her husband was much older than her. So it's like the thing of whether or not she married him for his money or not. And and to be fair to the movie, before anybody comments about this, if anybody even knows, has seen this movie, I'm sure there's... I'm sure it has its fans, but it's... You have to admit it's an obscure movie. Right. I do wonder how much of that is lost in translation. So we had some of that with Black Sabbath where there was things that didn't quite add up that might have been a translation error. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. it plays like the lawyer's the good guy that she should marry but isn't interested in. And this guy and her his sister are, you know, the forbidden, exciting fruit, yeah. which is... A, you know, a romance story that's old, as old as, I don't know, stories, I guess. Yeah. I, I feel like that's one of the most overused tropes. And then she, but it subverts that trope by having her pick the toxic guy and girl. I, I yeah. still cannot believe a movie in the 60s got away with on screen, like, lesb any kind of, like, lesbian. Oh, yeah. Maybe Italy was more open-minded than we are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm willing to bet that's probably the the explanation. And this and is like all, a lower out of, budget. Out film. of the blue, she jumps out the window. She's been pushed to her brink. Yep. 
And then the lawyer shows up, and she's still alive, and he's just like, boom. Drops her. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, at that what? point, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> now, I will say, I, I did like the ending mo- more than most of the movie, just because of how crazy it is. The ending and is what I sold just, me on this movie. Yeah, I just think it was really satisfying to see those two characters die the way they did. It's like, Wait, yeah, two. They, they get... The the main villains, the brother and the sister. They die right at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they get they they're like driving really fast and they don't see a bus coming, so they go right into it. Okay. And I was yeah, and I was hoping they would die. I was like, oh, thank God. See, I kind of wish they had lived because I think this would be a more interesting movie if the villains had won and like got away. Yeah, I was kind of going back and forth on, like, are they going to keep them alive and end it that way, or are they going to just But I, I just have, have to say, God bless Italian horror. Of all of these Gallo films that I've seen, not that I'm an expert, but they all have some, like, batshit ending, cra- crazy ending, and I love them for it. Yeah. No, the ending of this movie is insane. It's probably my favorite part of the movie, honestly. <laughs> Um, uh, I really like the way this movie looks. It's got that, I don't know how to describe it, but 60s movies have a certain sheen to them. And I wonder if it's just because, like, early color grading. But it looks yeah. really good for the most part. Yeah, I think uh, from a cinematography uh, angle, this movie does look pretty good. I like some of the shots and just the camera movements and how that was done. But... um from a narrative perspective, I was not really with this movie at all. This movie is more like you're just there to see like naked women and naked guys. Right. It's like a shocking kind of like forbidden kind of experience. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I respect it for that. And I know that we need to have a sort of perspective going into a movie. But I think yeah. if your movie is based on shock value... It doesn't hold up 40 years later. Because this movie is really tame by today's standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just inherently, it just won't be as shocking. Because standards change over time. I mean, we live in a post-Game of Thrones world that does everything in this movie, but ten times more graphic. Yeah, yeah, way more graphic. (laughs) Um, So the other thing I I wanted to talk about with this is... Because you mentioned cinematography, and this is branch off that. The insane, like, snap zooms onto the siblings' faces every, like, ten minutes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And specifically on the woman, and she's just, like, bug-eyed, like, looking at her brother, like, "Mm, we're doing evil. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of that stuff was pretty goofy. It reminded me a lot of Sam Raimi, because he uses a lot of snap zooms in his movies. Yeah. Yeah, it turns into a Sam Raimi movie every, like, ten minutes. Just not as good. Yeah, it's much slower. <laughs> and a lot more um, incest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I had a thought about what I wanted to say. I just forgot. <laughs> so I do want to mention yeah. this is directed by Umberto Lindsay, uh, who mm-hmm. made a bunch of these in the 70s. Italy kind of had its slasher craze a, gen- a decade before we did. And then we got to it, and then insert on some films just kind of ripped it off. Um, but they their slashers are much more mystery driven, 
like Friday the 13th, uh, at least from what I have seen. And in most cases, just as hard to solve as the original Friday the 13th if you go in with no context. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of there for the ride. Because it's not even really a mystery in Friday the 13th. Uh, but yeah, did you think of what you had wanted to say? Or wanted to say? Uh, no, I mean, I had like a, a nitpick about this movie, and I know that I gotta have historical perspective, but I really did not like the soundtrack because it's comprised oh. of like two songs <laughs> that repeat over and over. And there's like a rock version of one song and like a more jazzy version of another song. And yeah, it's it See, really I, just like not to me. I'm with you on there only being two songs, but I like both of those songs. Yeah, I mean, they're not bad. It's just like you hear something over and over. It's like kind of a familiarity breeds contempt kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I remember uh, the other thing I wanted to mention as well uh, with with the opening titles. Did you get strong like Bond vibes from the opening credits? Um, not really, but I I can kind of see that maybe just because it's a '60s film. It, that might be. I have very yeah. little experience with the '60s in film. I've seen Same Night here. of the Living Dead yeah. and a couple of Bond films. Yeah, I can kind of see that, though. Like, most of the Bond, I've only seen, like, most of the Sean Connery 60s movies, so. <laughs> yeah, just, like, because, you know, they use that specific kind of music uh, that's yeah. more jazzy, like the 60s Bond was, and the font and everything. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we've covered pretty much everything. This movie's insane, but it only gets insane after, like, an hour in. And it's an hour and yeah. a half movie. Yeah, and, and it's not that there's not a lot to talk about. It's just, like, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, mm -hmm. Aside from a few twists and turns, which we Which discussed. we covered, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, it's... If I had to give it a rating, honestly, I think I'd give it a 2 out of 5. Really? I, it's not a movie. Yeah, it's not a movie I really want to watch again. But it was interesting enough so... for discussion i did not i i expected your score to be a little low i did not expect mm. it to so i will also probably never watch this again uh but i have to give it a three and a half uh the first half is not interesting narratively but it's still like nice to look at cinematography wise and all that and then when it finally yeah. drops the ball and gets going it's awesome or yeah. at least as awesome as <laughs> A movie that makes you wait an hour for anything to happen can be. Um, yeah, I will yeah, admit I, the ending is crazy, and that's I got entertainment out of that. <laughs> I will also uh, never, never watch this again. All right, Torgo, are you ready to find out what we're reviewing yeah. next week? All right, and here we go. Ah, fuck. Oh, no. The Babadook. The Babadook. I seen it once. I thought it was really boring, but maybe a second viewing will win me over. Maybe. Uh, especially because my tastes have definitely changed since I saw that last. Um. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. If you've watched it this far, uh, 
Don't forget we are on Patreon. The link will be in the description below. Uh, and we will be back next week with the Babadook and hopefully uh, some other stuff we've got in the pipe works here as soon as I get Torga to stop being a slacker. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Torgo is, uh, Torgo is great to work with. But anyway, thank you guys for watching, and we will talk at you next time. See ya.